welcome to our Deeper Secrets Revealed podcast with Sarah Finlay. Have you ever had a question for the opposite sex in which you seek to be answered authentically? On this podcast, that is exactly what we do. I discuss intimate topics with guests as they share their point of view about dating, sex and relationships. We are raw and authentic to reveal the essence of how the opposite sex feels about today's topic we are exploring. If you have a question, please feel free to write to us and ask. It just might inspire our next episode and get answered. Thanks for joining me today. Now let's dive in deep to today's topic. Welcome to our Deeper Secrets Revealed podcast. I'm Sarah Finlay and thank you so much for listening. Today we'll be discussing why we attach to I love you. I've invited my regular guest and personal life and business coach, Shireen Bloom. Now, I'm not sure I can keep doing a new intro for you, Shireen, because this is getting a little (laughs) bit crazy. Actually, I think I can. I can say, I can share something new about Shireen that you don't know. She has a new website. It's called Shireen bloom.com which is c-h-e-r-y-n-e-b-l-o-m.com and you'll also have a new ebook called think yourself happy 101 positive affirmations to empower your day you just need to head to a new website click on the read button now and you have yourself a new book thanks shireen for that that's fantastic tell us about this little book for a moment thank you um hi well nice to be here again basically it's a really nice quick ebook that you can download that tells you all about positive affirmations, why they're so important, how you can incorporate them into your day. And it literally gives you 101 quick and easy affirmations that you can just kind of use them to flip the negative voice into a positive voice or use them to wake up to or to help you manifest something. So just kind of really fine tuning your inner talk, your inner dialogue in a really positive way to help you be really focused around what emotions and behaviors you want to create in your life. That's fantastic. I definitely use positive affirmations on a daily basis. It's how I keep myself in a positive mental state and I have them around my place actually, some that are strong that are reminders too. So I definitely recommend this book and the affirmations that are in there, I'm sure, are fantastic. I haven't read it yet, but I, I know Shireen. I'm, I'm sure I can guess a lot of them and I know it's good stuff and <laughs> she's probably taught me a lot as well. So in Spanish, there are two ways to say love. Now, I'm sorry for all my friends and people that I know out there that can speak Spanish properly and I cannot, I am learning, but I'm going to give this a crack. Amar, which translates to a non-attachment love, which is like a love for a friend or possibly a gappy love. Then we have, t- this is the one I might not get right, tequiaro, which translates to I'm in love with you. So I feel like even in the Spanish language, it's very clear that there are two different types of love that you can share. And I'm thinking, you know, a gappy love, but I'm also know that there are a lot of levels prior to reaching a gappy love for humanity. So what are they? And please explain each. So we've got a gappy love at the top that you can feel for, and we will explain that there's all different types of love, really. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, look, the agape love, which is really kind of the highest form of suppose unconditional love is like a sacrificial love where you know the the kind of ego is not involved it's we love a person we see them completely it's non-judgmental 
fully accepting and has no attachment to it. You know, we love, we, we love for the sake of loving. It's love is, is just a space of freedom, not a need. We're not loving from a need. Um, as opposed to say a more ego based love, which is about fulfilling that need in us to be loved. So one is kind of coming from a more soul place, from a real heart centered, you know, unconditional place. And one is coming actually from a little bit more of a fear based place within us. Okay. And so why do you think people attach to when someone tells them the words, I love you? Well, I think, you know, a couple things. I mean, obviously, the media plays a big part in this because, you know, we've conditioned that those three words are the words of affirmation, the words that tell us, you know, yes, I'm in love. Yes, I'm complete. You know, this person loves me. It's, 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 it's what we've been conditioned to feel. I think a lot of people, I think, you know, sometimes we throw it around too, you know, too flippantly where, and some people hold it a little bit more tighter to the chest of who they say they love too. But I think that the minute we hear those words, it feeds that part of us that goes, yes, I'm loved. I was, you know, this is, I've got this kind of thing. And it, it gives us that sense of, you know, reward and fulfillment. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of safe. I'm connected with someone. And is it also, um, some people it's like, oh, I'm worthy. 100%. So that whole ego space is coming from a space of needing to be felt loved felt good enough, made to feel worthy, which means, and that's why I said before that it's actually coming from a fear-based place because if we are needing to be loved, that means that possibly there's a belief that we don't feel we are lovable or that we don't feel we're good enough or worthy to be loved. You know, so many times when people go into a relationship and they get the guard up and we, you know, the fear comes in, it's like, well, I don't know if I'm enough for you. Am I worthy for you? Am I worthy of this love? You know, that's, it's all kind of linked into that. So hearing those words, I love you, are like the highest points, like words of affirmation that we are going to hear to say, you know, this person sees me. This person mm. does love me. I can trust. <laughs> you know, somehow if we hear those words, it's like, yeah, I can, I can trust. I'm, I'm okay here. This is real. <laughs> Which is interesting because people don't always mean what they say. So it's interesting that well, it has that yeah. psychology effect when – Sometimes I think it is used definitely flippant and not with as much heart and meaning. Yeah, and I think it really depends on, you know, some people, you know, some people even say it to get the affirmation back. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like some people will say, oh, you know, I really love you. And like you can just hear the intent of there's a question almost in that going, well, do you love me too? <laughs> you know? Yes, it's awkward if you don't reply back. Like that's the thing where it's like, oh, if someone says it to you and then you're not ready to say it and then it's like this awkward thing, like what do you do? What do you do? That yeah. is probably something all of the listeners out there, like we need yeah. to know. <laughs> and, and I think there's part of us that like attaches, like when we hear I love you, it's like, okay, this is now serious. This is, this is yeah. up-leveled, right? Like now – like now we're a thing. If we've, you know, we've thrown the L word, it's out the way. Like now we are official. Let's put it on Facebook. I actually Let's make it agree real. with that right. statement. When, <laughs> yes, you're right, actually, which is sort of crazy in a sense. So can I, yeah. can I just share something funny that, yeah, 
And like, it's really funny. So I don't know. I, we spoke about it briefly. I love The Bachelor and The Bachelorette and we're watching the US Bachelorette, which I'm not sure if you guys, I think it's in sync with you guys, but there was a really interesting scenario. One of the, one of the episodes early on where one of the guys just dropped that L word, you know, the L bomb so early on. And she was like, Whoa, that yeah, can't be exactly genuine. How I'd react. Right? So it's, it's, yeah. And you know, it was like, like I was just, as we were talking, I was thinking of that episode of going, that was really kind of a perfect example of how inappropriate mm. it can be. Sometimes. It can be awkward if it's like that, but then you can feel if it's not real and not genuine. Yeah. When I suppose, when can we know if we're saying I love you or in that space where we're wanting it from an attachment point of view versus just like free love, peace, you know? Well, I think it's really checking in and going, you know, is there a part of me that's needing validation? Am I needing affirmation from this person? Do I trust them enough? Am I coming from a codependent space? I like to look at that what we are doing from a coaching perspective is breaking the model of codependency, which is that need to be loved. You know, I think we spoke about it in a, in a past episode of that whole Jerry Maguire, you complete me. I'm enough if I'm loved by a man and a loved by a woman and in a relationship, you know, I think we're, we're evolving past mm -hmm. that way of thinking. Well, I'd like to hope so. <laughs> and I'm definitely working on it to help society move past that kind of ego love. But I think it's, it's, you know, really checking in because there's an attachment, right? Does this person love me? You know, we'd be asking ourselves, those type of questions. So something that you and I have personally done quite a few sessions about, and I think that it's really important for everyone to hear about it because it might be a new um, a new way of thinking or a new concept or something for some people, is that we all as individuals have different love strategies. And so yeah. we communicate our love um, to our partner via whatever that love strategy is and we expect it back and if we don't get what get the action items of what that love strategy in which Shireen will go through in a minute then we don't feel like the other person loves us is what can happen so what are the yeah. different love strategies to begin with let's let's I know that I can't remember maybe there's four or something what are they Yep, that's fine. Well, um, so just let's just go back one second is that although we're talking about ego love and, and evolving past, we have to remember that ego mm -hmm. is still a part of us, that we're still conditioned. We still have a conditioning in us that makes us say, this is how I know I'm loved. This is what I believe love is. Um, and so our love strategies are exactly that. They are the way that we know we are loved. A love strategy is the way that you've been conditioned to know that you are loved and how you express mm -hmm. love. So another word, um, which is, you know, a really, really well-known book that was written in the 70s called Five Love Languages. So a lot of people know love strategies in terms of love languages. So with regards, so the, the difference lies in, like for me, I'm NLP trained, so that's neuro-linguistic programming. And NLP looks at more if you're visual, if you're auditory, if you're kinesthetic. So that means seeing, hearing, touch will depend on what your love strategy is. Um, love languages, in his book, Gary Chapman talks about five distinct 
love languages. And those are words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. And it's a really simple way to understand how you need to be loved and how you love somebody. So basically how it works is that we express love through Mm. our own love language. So if I am, if I like receiving gifts, for example, um, then I will express my love Mm -hmm. by always giving gifts to somebody. Now, what's, what's really a really great way that is also explained in the book is that we each have a love tank and a love tank is how loved we feel how loved we feel. So if we are fueled up and a person's really speaking our love language and fulfilling us in an individual way, how we uniquely need to be loved, then our love tank will be full. If our love tank is not being met, if it's not being nurtured and, and, and someone's not speaking our specific language, then we'll be more depleted, which means we're going to be a little bit more needy. That codependency is coming through. So it's a really beautiful way to work in your relationship, to understand what each other's love languages are, what your love languages are, how you communicate it, how you help each other discover each other's love languages. How they are communicated. I know it might be obvious, but things aren't always obvious, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So words of affirmation are like the I love you right? The words that are written or verbal. So, you know, oh, I'm so proud of you. Okay. Written or verbal. So most of the time, because we're talking about the audio sense, it is what you hear, right? So like for a lot of people, you know, um, I know a lot of men that I work with um, will say, you know, I like to hear an acknowledgement. I like to hear from her that, you know, I'm grateful for what you've done or a thank you or, um, you know, you're really great. I really respect you. I really appreciate you. Or for women, it's, you know, the compliments. You're really beautiful. You know, I love spending time with you. All those words that affirm who you are and how they feel. So I love you is a perfect <laughs> words of affirmation that some people will need to hear. It's like, I think a lot of people sometimes need mm-hmm. to hear reassurance um, in their relationship. And those words of affirmation are going to reassure a person. Yep. This person hears me. This person sees me. Um, you know, most women on the deepest level really just want to be heard. (laughs) So for many, for many of us, it's that words of affirmation, just validate us. Um, just let me know if you need me to explain anything more on that. Um, acts of service is really based on the premise that actions speak louder than words. So that's, you know, all in doing all the great things, picking up the laundry, making dinner, um, you know, doing all the, doing all kind acts for a person of whatever that may be. You know, I had a, a client who, you know, once a week would fill up their partner's car, you know, with fuel. And, and that was his way of, you know, really loving her of like that, that act of service or taking out the garbage or, you know, any of those kind of things. Um, receiving gifts is exactly that, like receiving a gift, being able to see something, um, you know, especially those ones that come in the blue turquoise box with the white <laughs> bows. Those always go down really well. I prefer not <laughs> Tiffany because I don't want um, the same as everyone time. else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it Tiffany? <laughs> I wasn't going to name drop. Um, quality time is 
not only spending quality time mm-hmm. together because you can go, oh yeah, we were in the movies, right? Or we're watching a, you know, we're, we're Netflixing or whatever it is. If Don't say Netflix, Netflix and chill. I'm not sure, <laughs> but anyway, you know what I mean. Yeah, Netflix. I was going to say oh, that, but I thought I was saying Netflix and came out. Over to touch. Um, it's not only. <laughs> <laughs> it's um yeah, it's not only about quality time together, but it's about giving a person your full attention. So real quality time is eye contact, you know, deep conversations, um, reflective conversations where a person's, you know, asking you questions and really checking in that they're listening. So it's not only about spending time together, but it's about the quality and the connection and, you know, how much you are giving a person a part of you Mm -hmm. or focusing on them. And physical touch Mm. is that, right? Intimacy. Can you be in a combined? Um, you know, even being out be and holding combined? hands or cuddling. Yeah, I, I, yeah, absolutely. And I think that I think you know we'll all probably mm. need all of them, right? But like, like you know, I'll go. Well, yeah. But what you have to look at to understand your your true love language is how you were conditioned as a child, right? So if I look at myself, and I've actually coached myself out of this because I realized that was just a childhood thing. It was conditioning. It wasn't really suited me now. But as a child, my dad um, was more of a distant dad and traveled a lot. And, you know, my parents separated when I was really young. But every time he came back from his holiday, his trips, and he may sometimes have been gone for months, he'd come back with like a Mm. suitcase of gifts. And so he may not have been around. I may not have done things with my dad. I may not have heard words of affirmation from him. But as a child, I grew up going, oh, I get things that show me I'm loved. And that was what I recognized when I first took myself through this. It was like, wow, when I'm receiving something, flowers or those Tiffany boxes or whatever it may be, I got this rush of going, yes, now I know I'm loved. I also recognized it by, you know, me wanting the minute I was in a relationship, I was like, Oh, I just want to buy this and I want to get that. And it was how I was conditioned of so how interesting, was, right? It's yeah, not necessarily that, um, the right totally way. breeds consumerism and uh, also very, yeah, exactly. in, yeah, Valentine's oh, Day, it. right? And also, um, the other interesting thing is I notice I think a lot of parents parent that way these days is abundance of gifts. And I didn't have this when I was younger, so it's interesting what the creating yeah yeah so that love strategy can work very much in what you just said is that you may not have got that and that's what you needed so that's what you're going to do that's Mm. how you're going to express it right and i know i mean i still i get the rush when i'm like if you know whatever the target toy sales on and i go come on kids let's you know target toys that's me loving them you know going this is what i know this is what i knew as a child of how now their love languages are completely different, right? When I look at my children, you know, my daughter is definitely words of affirmation, right? My son's very much about physical touch was always, you know, very kind of needing, um, you know, to kind of just cuddle and hold my hand. And, you know, when he was a little baby, he used to sleep touching my nose. It was like how, you know, so for me, like having known all of this, it let me know and understand how I need to love them. So it's not only in our intimate relationship, but even in our relationships with our, um, with our kids and friends, we can also love that way, right? This doesn't, it's not only exclusive to That's really good our point. intimate I'll relationships. I'll put myself on the spotlight right now because I can't 
I'm a little bit tired, so I can't think of which one I am, and it's been quite a while since we had this conversation. Which one am I? You've known me for a little while. I, I think that it's definitely about quality time for you. Um, you know, like also having like quality time, not only having that togetherness time, but like having the ad- adventures, um, you know, like whatever it is, I think, you know, really great connection with you would also be like surfing and, and doing, you know, like your hiking and things yeah, like that. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't need to see you every day. I think that Let's would be really important. have a good time when we hang out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so that, and that, and that you're kind of experiencing mm. things together and, and, you know, one of your values is also like adventure and freedom. So experiencing that with your partner is yeah, going to be really I've important that. for you. Right. Um, the values are a very big way that come into this. You can actually go onto the website. It's five love And I think there's an app as well that does this. If you look on the app, five love languages, and there actually is a test that you can do. Um, and your partner can do that tells you what your love language is. So it's really, it's a real, and I, I love it. It's a really easy way of, of understanding how we can love each other on a very deep and unique level and to have these kind of conversations, because let's say, for example, you really like quality time, right? But your partner, and we won't kind of, you know, hint to anything, but in the past or anything, but let's say, for example, your partner in the past may have really done like, um, acts of service, right? So they're always doing stuff for you or, you know, kind of affirming you in that way, but there wasn't that kind of connection of doing things together that you mm. feel passionate about. Right. So there's a little bit of a disconnect. Yeah, in interest. Yeah, it does. And I does think that it's sense? really cool, but you don't necessarily need to have the same love language in order to be a successful romantic couple right no it's in fact it's better not to all you need to know is it's like it's like if you were dating a person that speaks a different language right you'd say well i have to adjust my communication style so that they can hear me otherwise you know i'm going to say something in english and they're chinese and they're going to have it's exactly the same kind of way right it's just how their brains are wired so you know what it's it's so powerful because like if you know your partner's love language, you can commit to saying, you know, I, I need to show them this is how I love you. And that's, you know, when we go back to that agape love, maybe I'm pronouncing it wrong or different. Welcome um, to my and, world in America. Um, and, and that, you know, that just, un- <laughs> well, I've lived in three continents, so I don't know what's right, but, um, but so, you know, but w- when we're talking about that unconditional love, we're not coming from a selfish place of going, well, this is how I need to be loved. So I need you to do the same as me, but I need to, I'm going to dedicate my life to making you feel loved in the way that you need to be loved. It's a very high level of love. And that's that sacrificial love where it's like, well, I'm giving up my own agenda to love you in the way that you need to. I see you. I understand you as a unique person. You know, in the book, he talks about one of my favorite stories that he shares in the book of this husband who knew his wife's love language was receiving gifts. So he was like, well, I just need to give her a gift every day and I'm in the good books, right? (laughs) And he thinks he comes home one day and he's like, I'm running out of ideas. And it doesn't necessarily always need to be. No, it could be like a flower pitch from a garden. 
Yeah, yeah. And I may, I mean, I read the book a long time ago, so I may be, uh, may be getting the details wrong or just hearing it in the way that I saw it. But, you know, he takes a piece of paper out of the garbage bin and writes, cuts it into a heart shape and writes, I love you and, you know, leaves it for her on her pillow or something like that. And to this day, that was mm. her best gift. Because it was more thoughtful. Right? So it's not about... Sometimes the stuff is more, yeah. It's consideration, right? And so for that person who has that receiving gifts love language, they've seen it, right? They've holding something in their hands, which tells their subconscious mm. mind they're loved, right? It fills up their love tank. And I think it's a really beautiful and really powerful way as well, because if you're not fulfilling that love strategy, that's when, you know, a person tends to kind of get bored or feel un, un, you know, unfulfilled or restless in a relationship because, you know, they're not getting that attention or they're not, their love tank's not full. So normally what that means is they may look elsewhere. Well, their perception is they're not getting the attention, but really it's they're not getting the attention the way that they want. They're not being fueled in the way mm -hmm. that they need to be fueled, right? Mm -hmm. So it's really interesting. It's, and, it, and, and like I said, it's a really, you know, I love, working with love languages with couples because it's a really easy way to go look this is just a roadmap on how to love a person right and and like i said i mean yes we can say okay this is ego and you know like for me i've i've kind of healed that love strategy in, in the past where i've gone well do i really need to receive gifts to be loved right? So I've kind of worked on my inner child and taken myself through that kind of inner child work. But there is still a deep bred in conditioning in me that goes, but I know I'm loved when I'm receiving gifts. And that was just the way that my childhood was conditioned. That's just how I was mapped as a child, right? It's incredible. It really does highlight how important parenting is and communicating love to a baby and a young child and how much influence it has on that child when they become an adult. And I don't think people always really grasp the fact of how important conscious parenting really is. Oh, absolutely. And now you're kind of treading on what's really, really passionate to me, you know, because research is now showing that babies can develop attachment issues as young as six months, right? And this is where codependency starts, right? This is where even addiction starts, things like that, which research has found. So, you know, and it's, and, and a lot of stories that I've heard from clients, they were, they learned, they knew they were loved by, by a grandparent or, you know, somebody else in their life. It wasn't always direct parenting. So, you know, that's why I kind of brought it up before of understanding your children's love language lets you con like consciously parent and say, how does this child, and like I said, my daughter is different to my middle son and my younger son's completely different. Yeah, so what are the signs then for those strategies in a child, for anyone listening that's, you know, a parent or I'm an auntie, you know, I'm actually thinking of my nephews right now or you're an auntie or an uncle or your grandparent. Like what do we look for in a young child, baby, I don't know, where. when do the signs start showing, I suppose, A, and B, what do they look like? How does a child express that? Well, you know, if I look at like my, my middle son, he, like I said, he was very, like, he needed to kind of cuddle up, you know, sleep, he like touched my nose when he slept. And that was like, when he was like, as young as 
18 months even. Um, and if I look at my daughter, she, hers was like, she would often say, I love you, mom. I love you, mom. I love you, mom. Right. To the point where I clicked and went, she's actually needing to hear this. Right. Interesting. You know, a child may come in and say, here, mom or dad, right? Here's some flowers, or I made this for you. So that's their gift giving. Or they may say, can we read a book together? Or can we have a talk together? Or, you know, or, you know, a a child may come and say, oh, mom, I, you know, or dad, I, I made you breakfast in bed. There's the acts of service. So, you know, the way that they are expressing how they're loving you is a way of how they're needing. They're showing you their love that, language. I think it's just incredible to have that knowledge for children and I'm definitely going to be starting to, I mean, it's a bit hard now that I there's a big ocean between me and my nephew, so I've got to maintain my relationship with them through video calls, which we do all the time. But I'm going to start definitely observing my nephews a lot more to see what love strategy is that they communicate with and then make sure that I can, I mean, clearly I can't hug them and give them touch. I'm sort of screwed on that one. But all the others, like if I can show them love through but that But you way. may say to them, I mean, you could even say to them, you know what, if I could wrap my hands around you right now and give you a virtual hug, I'm doing that to you right now. Like, can you feel it? You know what I mean? Like you even saying that to them will give them that sense, right? Okay. Yeah. It's still kind of feeding that. And, you know, it's, you know, it's something I'm so passionate about because all these, a lot, not all of them, but a lot of our attachment issues come from, you know, our early childhood conditioning. And if we can start to see children and give children that agape love and that unconditional love of what, not what we know as parents, but what suits them individually, we will raise a whole new generation of children, right? A whole new generation of. And what, what does that, what does that look like? If we give children the love, the way that they need it expressed and communicated to them, what, how, what's the effect of that when they become young adults and adults in general? Well, if we, if we all have a full love tank, then we can love completely. It means that we're not going to love from a codependent place. We're not going to love from a needy place. We're going to, it's like a cup overfilling, over, over spilling, right? We're just like, I'm feeling so complete in myself. I've got such healthy self-worth. I've got healthy self-esteem. I don't need to prove myself. I don't need a man or a woman to make me feel enough. Like I know I'm good enough. So I don't mm. need to seek that worth. So it heals that broken self-worth piece. Imagine our world like that. You know, imagine a world where we are all have healthy self-worth. That's how we healed the world. <laughs> Literally. Exactly. Literally, right. I think all problems in the world are healed by that. If everyone um, is able to heal the pains, you know, those of us that have that, and if we're able to conscious parent so we don't create these issues for when they become adults where they do need to heal those things and we're able to give a gappy love to all of humanity all beings and the planet earth, then that's when like, I think we would literally create heaven on earth. Absolutely. And that extends to, you know, our, the animals, you know, it's, it's literally just a very respectful way of loving. Yeah. I want, so I want to talk about a gappy love because I think it's only something, I mean, you can tell me maybe that I've really started to learn about and tap into in the last two years, two and a half years, perhaps. 
I think. I've experienced, I don't know, I'm going to describe this and I could sound like a little crazy person, but those that have experienced this will be able to relate to it. And then those that haven't experienced it, I hope you get to experience it one day because it's incredible. But I've had bursts of this agape love that I feel for all of humanity, like literally every single human being, every animal being, like every living being on the planet all at once, all in this moment. And it lasts like a few moments because it's actually way too intense and it's this unbelievable feeling of just love pouring out of your heart and just out of all areas of your body and literally anyone that's in your eyesight you send it to them and agape love is not romantic love it has nothing to do with romance that's what the difference i think it's actually think it's way more beautiful than romantic love to be honest because it's a much deeper love and it's a much deeper connection and it's not based on you know appearances and how people are but just because i have agape love from you doesn't mean i want to fuck your brains out all night either do you know what i mean like there's a very it's non-sexual it's non-sexual at all. It's very, it's just one being to another one. And I've experienced it in this moment where I literally feel it for the world. I don't even know if I can actually put words to it really, but it's just very, 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 very intense. And it can it can be so intense that you can sometimes like cry from it as a release as well. And then it sort of becomes too much because I don't know why it just becomes too much. And you can't, I I personally can't stay in that space for too long, so I need to drop down a few notches. Um, But since then and since I've had those feelings a few times, I definitely feel like I carry love around with me for humans that I interact and I try to always be love. And even when people are challenging, you know, at work, in personal life or anything, I always try to just send them a gappy love and be that even though some days it's like super hard, you know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, really, and it really takes hard. us to our it takes us to our essential nature, right? It takes us to our purest form. It's like purest universal energy. You know, Mother Earth energy is that agape love. It, it literally takes us to the purest soul level of love, where yeah, there's no there's agenda, no there's no, no expectation. It's you know, it's it, there's no need. It's just it's just love. It's the essence of love. Yeah, like I even have it for like I love bees. I seem to be connected with them. Even like a single bee, if I see a bee that's having trouble, I want to help it out. You know what I mean? I'm not going to squish it. My instinct or, yeah. or a spider, I'm not going to like kill it. I, I've yeah. always been a catch and release person and everyone's like, what do you mean? Yeah. And, yeah, I'll catch those big spiders that people are scared of and release it because I don't want to kill it and I don't even care if it's venomous you know there's few things out there in Australia like everyone says in America apparently everything wants to kill us in Australia and those things I don't (laughs) want to kill them just because I'm scared of them like I have love for those scary freaky things as well yeah um, I think that's the essence of it it's not fear-based right it's out of respect and complete love but it takes a lot to be in that space (laughs) Mm. well it's a paradigm shift you know and it it also it also highlights a really exciting future for the paradigm of where our relationships were evolved to because you know what does that mean does that mean you know maybe institutions like marriage are not going to work for us in the future do you know Mm. what i mean it's there's clearly something wrong with it because so many are crumbling so you know it lets us kind of explore What's a new way to love? What's a what's a what's a new way to really express and and define how we are loved in relationships? It's a it's a very interesting concept. I think 
listening to you and everything that I know as well, I think it's an opportunity to be able to love deeper and feel love more deeply as well. And it's beyond materialistic things like gifts and trips and all that. You you can't experience that level of deep connection and love with someone like the Agape Love. And I, like, particularly in LA, have some, quite a few, but a lot of girlfriends that I tell them I love you, you know, and that's how we talk to each other. And it's not like... I'm about to turn lesbian and have sex with them sort of thing well, it's or not sexual. anything. Yeah. It's, but I literally feel so much love for them and I've got soul sisters, you know, and it's just yeah. this and, yeah. and I'm starting to realise I've got soul brothers out there yeah. too. And it's I've so even um, said it at work before, but I feel like mm. I have to put a pretense like, now when I say this, I'm not saying I love you and this is romantic. Yeah. I'm saying this is yeah. a gappy love, like you're one of humanity and I love you and yeah. I care for you but we need to have a chat about a few things that are a little bit tough right now and come from that space. Yeah. How do people learn to get into a gappy love? Like I'm trying to remember. (laughs) Well, it's so interesting because this was going to be my next point. Oh, good. What? Yeah. So the point that has to happen before any of this is a point of self-love. Yes. Right. So this happens when we are coming, like when I said, when that tank is full and we are coming from a space of self-love, self-love is the opposite space of ego. It's when we recognize that the inner core of our being is love and we're just going to express love without needing to be loved or getting anything back. So, you know, the more that you heal, the more that you develop that healthy level of self-love, selfless love, the more we build that agape I've love. I've just had an aha moment, Shireen. Yeah, I saw that. You did? Yeah. <laughs> um, so this is what's incredible, people and everyone out there listening. I have discovered agape love. I can tap into agape love and I feel like I'm in that state. There's different frequencies on it and the highest frequency is way too overwhelming to be able to handle right now. However, I've only learned and really understood and felt a gappy love since I've been single. It wasn't yeah, in a relationship that I found a gappy love and, and understood. I'm not saying you need to go break up with your partner now because the only way you're going to discover it, it's not at all. But whilst I've been single, I've rediscovered myself and I've learned things about myself and I've fallen in love with myself, but I don't mean it like that. You know, like I accept myself and I accept my flaws as well that some people might not like and that's cool and other things that I need to fix on. And then eventually, yeah, I've filled up so much that now it just pours out for me, but I do also need to spend time by myself sometimes to like fill my energy cup up as well. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think what's a like a, a really great way to to even, you know, end, end our call or, you know, this conversation yeah. is – to also remember that love is a verb, right? Mm-hmm. This is about being love. If we are needing love, it's a noun. It's it's not, we're not being anything. There's no action in it. And that's, you know, that's what I think is really important is that we need to put that intention that I'm going to be love in loving another person. It's not about giving them anything or, you know, fulfilling anything. It's about genuinely just sharing that bit of love within myself that I'm sharing with another person. Mm, That's good. So go spread love out there, people, and if you've got the ability to tap into a gappy love, let's tap into that and spread it out there because this is what's going to heal the world is love. Yeah. 
Thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> so much for sharing and this was a great conversation. Thank you. Thank you again. You have just listened to Our Deepest Secrets Revealed podcast with Sarah Finlay. Don't forget to subscribe to be alerted to our next episode. Connect with us via Twitter. And if you have any questions, please email my question at ourdeepestsecretsrevealed.com. Help us get the word out there and email a friend or two today about this episode. You can go over to iTunes and share the episode directly to a friend via a tweet, Facebook Messenger share, or post it to your profile. Otherwise, you can copy the link and email it. Thank you so much for sharing. Until next time, keep shining. Enjoyed this episode of our Deepest Secrets Reveal? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's like leaving a tip and really appreciate it. Thank you.